Before we get started, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land in which we produce this podcast, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Catchy smile, you got that catchy smile. Stop a while, come back with that catchy smile. Come back, baby, we'll fly away. Come back, we'll just fly away. Together, baby, but don't tell your nonna. Welcome to the welcome to the podcast, Simon and Shane from DZ. Hey. Hey. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Oh. There we Such go. Such a pleasure. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a bit silent over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's some nice. Hey, where's Locke? He's not doing this? Locke's not doing this. It's a it's a two guest. It's a, <laughs> it's, it's a two, two guest max. It's a two yeah. guest max. <laughs> oh, okay. You know what I mean? So the, we've got the the original cast from DZ Death Rays on. <laughs> and we've had Locky on twice and we will get him back again soon. So sorry, Locky. Yeah. The the kind of um, thing I feel most bad about is that he actually teed the whole thing up. <laughs> yeah, he's really yeah. excited about this. Oh, <laughs> yes, he was like, yeah, he's and he's been messaging me about it as well, not you guys. And I was just like, do you manage DC death rays now? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, just as the appearances. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. oh my god! So he's organised the whole thing and then he's been shafted at the last minute. Mm. You get that? Did you have to? Yeah, you do sometimes. <laughs> That's life, eh? Sometimes you've got a band of three and only two are allowed to do the thing. Yeah. That's the way it goes. Poor Lockie. Mm. Was he Devo? Did you have to, you had to shaft him? In on the- I mean, I think he opted out himself. I, it sounds no, like what it. happened oh, I was... I don't think that... I don't what think happened was... <laughs> I went, um, sorry, but we can only do two. Is it okay for <laughs> Shane and Simon? <laughs> and he went... Oh, uh, like like the equivalent equivalent of uh, yeah, no worries. I'll just go fuck myself. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. That yeah. sounds like a, a normal response. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so sorry about that, mate. Um, but I am going to his going away party tonight, so I'll make as it am up. I, to as him. am I. Oh, see, as I, I wasn't invited to that. <laughs> Granted, it's in a different, completely different state. But yeah, yeah. Well, you guys were meant to be doing your because your album came out yesterday. Congratulations. Congratulations. Positive yeah. Rising Part 2. It's a stonker. Certified stonker. Certified. <laughs> um, <laughs> seriously, like, I reckon up there could be my favourite DZ album. It's really good. Not easy to do on your fifth record, so well done. Thanks, man. No, thank you. Yeah, I think it's a good one. Um, it's weird for us because it's taken so long to put it out because it was recorded like two years ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So it's nice that it's finally out there. Mm. What, have, what was what was the um, process with the 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 two albums? Like, were they because you did um, Positive Rising Part One in the states? Is that right? Am I thinking of a different mm-hmm. album? Yeah, you no, did no, that in the yeah. states. Yeah, and then Part um, Two you did in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially, we just I don't know when Lockie started writing songs with us, we had a lot more. So a lot more material and we thought, well, this is our first album as a three piece and this is sort of, we're at that point in our career as well. We're like, we've done three records. Maybe we should try something different. So we thought we'd go a bigger project. Um, yeah. And rather than doing two records and just putting them out at the same time, sort of, you know, like a double album traditionally was put out. 
um, because of streaming, we were like, oh, let's just, we'll sort of drip feed them out. We'll do the first one and then we'll record the next one. And then that can come out like six to seven you know, months later. Yeah. And we can kind of just keep the, the ball rolling. But yeah. Um, yeah, the recording and everything went to plan. But then once we got to actually putting it out, um, yeah, we kind of got hit with the old COVID thing. Yeah. And so oh, it just true. put the brakes on everything. So yeah. Here we are finally in the, and it's pretty funny because in the end we, we've put it out and I'm in a lockdown. So, <laughs> so we, wait, we waited all this time just to do exactly what we tried to avoid. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. That is funny. Isn't that Damn. so weird? Um, well, and you were meant to be having your, cause I was looking forward to seeing you guys today. You were meant to be in Melbourne for your signing. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Damn. Yeah. This is supposed to be in person. <laughs> it was. You must be coming to my house for croissants. <laughs> oh, no, I'm moving good. Uh, fuck. All right, we'll do an IRL another time. Next time you're back. Um, yeah. Yeah, fuck. The last signing was good, though. I was meant to DJ, and then I rocked up without anything to DJ with. <laughs> really? Did you end up DJing? Yeah. I thought you'd win. No, I ended up using your USBs and yeah, just nice. helping out. But no, because the wires got crossed, and I think what happened was Lockie was like, nah, you don't have to DJ. It's all good as like a joke or something in a message. And I just thought I didn't have to DJ. So I just rocked up. Oh, yeah, that's a bit confusing. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, confusing. Yeah. That's a real missing yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't know it's sarcasm, you just rock up. <laughs> yeah. Um, day, oh though. my God. Those are pretty dangerous. Those little like signing tours, this release tours, because mm. there's not much to do except for just like meet and greets and drink at the bar really. Yeah. It's, a, it's like touring, but you don't have to do anything. <laughs> Just yeah. yeah. <laughs> so true. Yeah. It's um, all the like airports and flying and hotels, but yeah. no, like no sound check, no like actual hard work. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. kind of mad actually. I, yeah. I, I hadn't really thought of that. Like, do you, do you like doing those, those signing tours? I thought it was must be pretty fun. Cause it was tougher. Yeah. Cause you just get more drunk cause he's, Nothing else going on. Like once you get to the venue, there's no sound check or anything. It's just, yeah. right, just give people a good time, shake hands, yeah. say thanks, yeah. <laughs> drink yeah. at the bar, yeah. play some music yeah. if you need a break. Crazy. But, yeah. yeah, it's actually a lot of talking. I, yeah. I, I remember the last one, it was like exhausting just talking to people mm. constantly. Yeah. yeah. I feel a bit like a politician sort of going around and having to do like, yeah, it's weird. But <laughs> not this time. Just, yeah. on, just doing podcasts at home. How do you, and how do you feel being on, is this, have you guys been on podcast before? Um, yeah, couple. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. That's cool. Not this good though. <laughs> <laughs> Not this memorable at least. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it is sometimes the most exhausting thing about a show is talking to people um, mm. before and after, friends or not friends. Mm. Just everyone. Because it's generally mm. pretty like, it's a strange environment because there's usually really loud music playing and there's usually like Andrew who you used to work with and like, you know, your mum's new partner or something there and you got to chat to him at the same time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and it's a like, lot of trying to impress people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. welcome to the show. And, um, oh, yeah. yeah. And then everyone's like, same question. Are you excited about playing tonight? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yep, good. Yep. Oh, I, How's I, the tour been? Yeah. yeah. I oh, like the- um, That's a funny one. So you one, guys just get into Melbourne today or? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah yesterday. Oh, nice. <laughs> Where are you staying? <laughs> <laughs> There's more. 
There's more. Yeah. Of it. Um, I like the one where you're talking to someone, and then someone rocks up, and you, you see him over the shoulder of the person you're talking to. Oh yeah. <laughs> no! And then you can't concentrate, and then and it might be someone like you haven't seen in maybe five years or something like that, or like you have to, you can't not say hi to. Yeah, but you're in the middle of a conversation, so it's just the awkwardest thing. And you're kind of like, um, I gotta just say hi to this person. Sorry mm-hmm. to cut yeah. you off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, it's pretty. Brutal. The hardest thing I think is uh, is going out and talking to people because if you if you're a singer, it's really um, it really sort of can, you start feeling your voice go like, oh, is my voice about to blow mm. out? Just talking to people. Before yeah, the show. you get all nervous and yeah, yeah, it's mm. terrible. But um. Yeah, it's also the the flip side of it is like going out after. Yeah, like, let's go out, let's go out, and then just go to a you know, especially in Europe and stuff. It's like go to a smoky, like dive bar and <laughs> yeah. drink and talk over really really loud music. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were um, actually talking about that on a recent podcast we did about the tour we did with you guys and just going out afterwards and just how noisy it always was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that is particularly that time we went with the Bronx to like that tiny bar in Leeds. And it was yes. just like so loud. You had to scream. And if you weren't literally, if if the the group of a conversation was any more than two, you're just sitting there because you can't join in. You can't hear unless you're screaming in someone's ear. So that's not going to be good for the voice too either, Shane. No, I don't know. I think Matt was, well, I mean, like they were playing Leeds Festival the next day. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you guys are insane <laughs> just coming here and getting hammered drunk the night before <laughs> screaming in each other's ears. At a, I think it was a karaoke bar there, wasn't it? Um, it was a rock and roll bar and it was oh, like okay. so loud and it was tiny and it was just us and them in it pretty much. What were you guys yeah. doing at a rock and roll bar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was a good night. What an unlikely bunch. Okay. <laughs> um. Do you know that thing as well? And it's a really courteous thing to do. Like in, in that situation where you put your thumb on the person's ear and you push the little nub of their ear. No, you don't. You don't. At what you point do. do you do this? You do that to your own ear, not to someone else's. No, nah, no. Nah, um, I think who does it? Who's done that to me? I really appreciate it. <laughs> I think it might have been um, it's either Luke O'Loughlin or mm. Frank Sweet, two yeah. drummers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, you, with your thumb, you sort of no. your hand, your four <laughs> fingers go around the back of their head, uh-huh. and your thumb pushes the little nub at the fourth, f- yeah, the yeah, ear, and yeah, blocks it, and then the, you can just fucking the scream, yeah. closes the door, <laughs> and then you can just scream. That's actually quite important. If you do that, you can actually talk quieter. It's amazing. Mm. Mm. It's got to be done. You got to block your own ear while talking. Yeah. In fact, when you guys were out socialising in Europe, should have kept your earplugs in. I've done that before. If it's a real loud club, I'll go out and just yeah. have some earplugs because people just yeah. yell in your in your ears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and some people have that frequency of voice, like mm. in a nightclub, that just literally fucking just pe- it feels like an eardrum piercing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or if- and it's the worst feeling when you get home into bed and you like lay down, or you can like it feels like there's like cotton balls in your mm. like cotton wool balls in your ears, and you kind of like. Oh God! What have I done? I've definitely done damage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get some frequencies. I won't get back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Have you guys had um, hearing tests? Mm. Yeah, I got one um, uh, a couple of years ago, and yeah. surprisingly, was all good, which is super wow, strange. They I were like, that. they were like, you've actually got decent hearing for your age, and I was like, oh, that's good. But 
a few years back, I actually had this weird thing in one of my ears where um, I kept hearing like a fluttering sound. It was almost like a like a butterfly or like a bug was in my ear. I know that. I've had that. Yeah. And uh, so I went to an ear specialist. Yeah. Um, and he had a look and he was like, wow, okay, so you're my um, unusual co- case for today. And I was like, oh, okay, that doesn't sound great. He goes, yeah, you've got this... <laughs> This thing where there's this, there's a muscle inside your ear that will um, like sort of tense up to protect your ear when there's a really loud uh, like noise or something. It's like a, a natural sort of protector, right? Um, and it will block your ear. And essentially, what that's doing is it's um, it's spasming. He's like, you've got two options. You can I can either do a bit of surgery and cut the muscle, and you won't even get to ever get to use that defense mechanism again. Or I can do a collagen injection into it and it'll last about six months. Also, it won't work while it's had the injection because it hardens the muscle. Oh. And I was like, yeah, neither of those things. <laughs> I, I, I don't want either of those And then once I knew what it was, it went away. Yeah. Whoa. It was strange. Oh. It was like, you had a like I'd be sitting. No. Huh. It was like I was sitting in the, I remember sitting in the pub. Uh, we were playing in Bunbury at the Prince of Wales and we were just at, there was like people just talking, we were eating dinner and it just, that set it off. And I was like, oh, this is really bad. Like it freaks you out because you can yeah. hear this thing in your ear. And I was like, i got to sort of get out of this noise. And then, um, yeah, I went and saw him. And then after I saw him, I knew what it was. It was like, stop. it just completely stopped doing it. So wow, hopefully it doesn't come back. Yeah, it's strange. It's Man. like a mental thing, I think. Mm. It, well, look, it really is. It's like, it's, it's so interesting what you said about like as soon as you knew what it was, it it went mm. away. This, this must have been something between the mind and body that sort of just clicked and yeah, it, it was strange. And it actually, I first it first happened when I went and saw Lockie's old band play here in Sydney. Oh yeah, um, and it was just really <laughs> yeah, it was really loud. What have you done? <laughs> defense mechanism. <laughs> this is terrible. Defense mechanism <laughs> kicks in. Look, I just see a specialist now or something. <laughs> <laughs> How did yeah. yours resolve, Jamie? Um, it was, it was. I, well, for me, I've experienced that just like briefly after a show, and then never again. Okay. But what was really concerning for me was um, it was actually at its worst during the Australian tour we did with you guys because I would always have my earplugs in my pocket and just never in my ears. And I remember speaking about it every night after the show, like. I was deafened <laughs> and being like, oh, um, I've really, like I was asking everyone from like clowns and I probably said to you guys, what do you guys do about earplugs? Blah, blah, blah. I just wasn't Everyone's wearing like, them. Wear them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but I went to a hearing specialist to get some plugs made about, what was it? it was about middle of last year. So about a year ago. And I had a hearing test at the same time and I was, I'd been experiencing, um, symptoms from of tinnitus for a long time but the break in playing um they'd gotten better anyway i went to this hearing test and they, again she was like your hearing's pretty good it's above average for your age wow. um that's awesome there's there's you there's, there's more damage in your left ear than there is in your right and she showed me the <laughs> thing and my my left ear is like dipping down towards uh the average kind of mark or like below you know, just below the average. It's, it's, so there is a bit of degradation in the left ear. But um, I thought that was really strange because Todd stands on my right and it seems to be Todd's guitar frequencies that burn the most. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm. That little I fingerprint always... of those, mm, I know those frequencies. Yeah. <laughs> that spectrum yeah. looks familiar. 
Mm. Yeah, it's, it's the rat. That's what it is. I, I see. I always, I never, I was always skeptical of that claim that it was me. Yeah, you're thinking it's the drums. I think it's the drum yeah. symbols. It's symbols. Mm. Mm. It's always the symbols. Yeah, I always think the symbols. My left is a little bit uh, duller because of the hats. That's where they sit. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That'd make sense. I think with me for the left is probably as well. If I turn my head away from Todd, yeah. My left ear is exposed to the there drum you go. kit, and that's probably what I'm doing. All right, I'll take a little bit of the blame then. <laughs> yeah, turn that amp up, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's hard. You know what it's like. You can't hear yourself play. What are you going to do? Yeah. Might be hitting the wrong frets. I don't know. Mm. Even when I can hear what I'm playing, I seem to be hitting the wrong <laughs> frets. <laughs> it's more of a visual thing for me. I can't see what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> I always, I'm not very good at playing and singing at the same time. You obviously are because you play some pretty funky riffs while you sing. It's like complicated things. Or do you kind of, do you ever go like, oh, I can't sing over that riff. It's too yes. hard. All the time right. and I write stuff. But, but I think there is, um, there's something to be said that if you sort of practice at it enough, yeah. you, know, you can do it. Yeah. It, it's just like the initial time you start, when you first try to do it, you're like, that's impossible to mm, do. Yeah. Like the, all the, the rhythms are all different yeah. and everything, but I think after a while you can figure it out. Yeah. But yeah, it can be tough. The one, one I've always tried and never been able to master is, um, and I think I would be able to do with practice. Nelly Furtado, I'm like a bird. <laughs> no. I, I saw you play that once, Todd, and you nailed it and sung it. That was beautiful, man. <laughs> that was at your, um, at your parents uh, when they renewed their vows. Mm, yeah, that was how that went. Um, I did gorgeous. actually play a version of um, uh, Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton once. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did, did you? <laughs> yeah, like a gent version. Um, <laughs> but um, Freak by Silverchair. Try and do that rhythm. Dun, 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 and then sing that vocal melody over the top of that. Pretty difficult. Really? I reckon. It might be easy, but it's a real hard one for me. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, I think it's all, it all comes down to rhythms, doesn't it? Mm. It's, it's um, Some things, uh, the vocal rhythm actually is more attached to the drums than it is the guitar. Yeah. And then mm. when the guitar is, is different um, is where you can get sort of like hung up on it, trying to sort of figure it out. But yeah, I, I battle it every time. Every record I'm like, I don't know how I'm going <laughs> to sing, sing and play this. But, yeah. Um, yeah, you kind of can just force it, and after a while, yeah, it sort of it sort of works itself out. Yeah, yeah, you always learn it. It's brain training. Yeah, mm. Mm. yeah, that's sick. Um, it was cool to see in your post. I can't remember if it was a DZ post or a Shane post on Instagram yesterday, but you said it's our fifth album, and it's definitely not our last. That was I was like, oh, good, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> sound um, sound exciting. <laughs> cool. Sound excited about the future and making records and all that kind of stuff. So that's, yeah. that's cool. Oh, we're almost finished another one. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. How much can yeah, you say about that? I know. You know. Oh, how much we want. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's we're, we're about 80% recorded. Sick. We've kind of been do it, doing it all last year, like over. Yeah. Um, Like Simon was sending us stuff from like drums from Brisbane and Lockie was doing guitars in Melbourne and then everyone came to Sydney and we sort of went and, retracted a bunch of drums and did some drums, just a you know, whole session here in Sydney. And then, yeah, we're still using bits from demos and that and sort of just building these tracks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's like, well, we've done like 11 tracks. I think maybe 10 of it, ten of them should be on there. And yeah, it's 
been awesome. That's, it's that's really, incredible. Really, really fun. Yeah. That's so sick. Well, otherwise, I don't know what else we would have done for yeah. a year and a half. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just sitting around. Yeah. <laughs> you, guys, you guys did a podcast. So yeah. 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 <laughs> something. It's yeah, true. You we should have written more busy. songs. God damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah damn it. Um, so, if you're, so if the last two albums were kind of like a big project, is this album, new album, different in any way or like a, or is it, you know, what's the, what's the story there? <laughs> I reckon, yeah, it's just an album, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I guess we d- didn't really get to go jam, jam it out in the same room like yeah. we've done the other ones, but we had a lot more time to put this one together because usually we just mm. bang them out in like two weeks. We go into a studio mm. and, but this time I guess we've been doing it for mm. so many just sprawling it out Revisions. whatever needs yeah. to happen happens mm. yeah and uh, and Nathan who's um producing it for us uh because he, we're using his studio that he sort of rents every week um he's just like we just we'll just keep going until it's done kind of thing there's no like set mm. time yeah um so you know there's been a lot of like rewrites we're like okay that song's that song's finished and I'm like, eh, no, I kind of want to rewrite everything and then rewrite <laughs> the entire song again yeah. and re retrack it and move all the drums around, retrack the drums. So we've never done a record like that before. We've always sort of prepared it all, done a little bit of pre-production and then done it and that's it. Yeah. And this mm. time we're, we're really quite open about just, uh, let's just change something. And, Sick. And, yeah, but it, it, I think, you know, it feels like a lot, there's a, a little bit more thought gone into every single element of um, each song. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think it's definitely probably our heaviest stuff. Fuck. Oh, mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jamie's haircut yeah. just blew off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait till he hears it. <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah. yeah, you must have been, you must have um, missed touring a fair bit in the last in the last year, or maybe you didn't. Uh, don't don't let me put words in your mouth. But um, <laughs> so it here's the question: been real different. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Considering how many shows we used to do a year, like but like on average, yeah. like every third day we were doing a show. Yeah, yeah totally. Now it's just chill. <laughs> yeah. Have you enjoyed the Have you enjoyed an aspect of the downtime? Yeah, it's been cool. Not to have yeah. like. I guess your back ruined for a while. That's always, yeah. you know, and to be able to sleep in your own bed, not have to constantly figure out where your laundry is going to get done, you know, in the next few days. Mm. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, that's always nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Kind of, it'd be cool to go back to do some shows. How good is getting your yeah. laundry back on tour? It's a beautiful mm. thing oh, yeah. when you just carry it's that back. sack out of that place, and you're just like, I got a fresh sack of clothes here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. the best. And it's all been ironed and everything. Yeah. Oh, it's gorgeous! So nice. Yeah, it's the fucking best. I know it really does sort of like give you a nice refresh when you're on tour and you're still wearing like you've been wearing the same jeans, playing shows in them for sort of two weeks. And you're like, yeah. these jeans really <laughs> need to be washed because they stink. I can yeah. every time I sit down in the van, I can smell them. Yeah. It's like getting them in there, freshly washed. Ah, it's lovely. Mm. <laughs> They're like the, the little gems of tour that people don't really sort of think about. Yeah, the they're all things. like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all like, oh, tour must be crazy. It's like, you know what? You know what gets me off onto <laughs> yeah. fresh laundry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> laundry day. Did we hit any so, memorable laundromats on, on any of our tours? No, not, I, not 
There's yeah. one that stands out for me, but oh. not because it was memorable. I just for some reason remember it. It was the one in Amsterdam and I don't think I used it. You and Ben did, Todd? No, I didn't use it. But Ben left a bag of clothes in it. I remember that. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> oh did no. he? I don't remember hearing <laughs> that. That sucks. Yeah, he lost like a jacket and shit. Pretty uh, sure. Oh, damn. No, I didn't use that one. Me and Will went to a laundromat in Paris. That was okay. a nice moment. <laughs> Figuring cool. out, not reading, like not being able to read French and like trying to figure out mm. how it works. That was yeah. good fun. What, Sitting one, outside one having a franc or so, You need a franc to get this going or some <laughs> shit? Yeah. yeah. One yeah. franc. <laughs> uh, we had one in Italy and we were all trying to figure out what a gatoni means. And it's like, because it was like, you know, Jewel Gatonis. And we're like, where do you yeah. get Gatonis? What are Gatonis? And it turned out they were just little tokens. We ruined us for like half an hour. We were all just standing around. You need around. a Gatoni. Uh, Mamma mia, I have no yeah. Gatoni. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit like that when, there's, when it's not in English. It's kind of hard. Yeah. But you but get there in the end. But it's great because now I know the, the term Gatoni. Yeah. Mm. And, and when I was like on the Amalfi Coast, there was like some showers there. Mm. And uh, I knew, I was like, oh, you got to get Gatoni. So I got to go <laughs> see the guy about the Gatoni. Yeah. yeah. You, you, get, gotta, yeah. you get to the show and you go to the promoter and could I, I get my drink Gatonis, please? <laughs> yeah. And then the, the hardest thing was then you could get two different types of Gatonis. One was for like hot shower and one was for cold shower. Uh. And being, you know, someone who doesn't know very much Italian and mm. I was like, oh, then they were saying calde, which is actually hot. And then <laughs> That's which bullshit. sounds like cold. Yeah. And I was like, oh, anyway. Yeah. Did you say it was <laughs> Dior Gatonis before? So oh, uh, Dior. Dior. Una, Dior. Oh. Dior. Du- I can't Dua. remember my time. Do it. It's some Italian Dua. people Dua. listening Dua. to Dua. this Dua. going, Dua. 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 Sounds like the episode title to me. What do a what is it? Do a Gatonis. Yeah, I'll write that. I like that one in uh, Berlin. I think it's just over like that bridge and it's like a cool little pub and out the back's got like a little laundromat. And you just go sit in the front. Oh. Drink some, oh, some beers. Now sick. we're talking. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. I, I think that. Shane and Locke hit that Wait, one the day before me on a recent tour. In, was that in Berlin? Yeah. Oh, I remember that one. It had a cafe yeah. right at the front. Yeah. You guys yeah, told me about cool. that one, I'm pretty sure. And I went and hit it the next day and I was like, oh, this is delightful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah it's awesome. I might just chuck that through another time. Mm, it's a good yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when you got like towns where you're like, all right, I can get some laundry done here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you end up doing, Jamie? Oh, no, we all did. When we were in... Um, uh, Edinburgh, we stayed at like a fancy hotel. You know, sometimes on tour you just book the fancy one because for some reason the expensive one's really, I mean, the cheap ones, the shit one's expensive. So yeah. you just get a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah. We did that when we were in Edinburgh and then we got washing done where you give it to the people and they do it in the hotel. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Love that. That's good. They the Mal, bring it the back Mal, in a bag. At the Mal Mason. Yeah. The Matt Mason. Not to be mistaken with the Matt Mason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, I remember Simon doing that in um, San Francisco yeah. when we first started mm. uh, touring and we stayed at a really nice hotel there. Uh, I think it was the W or something like that. So mm. it was like a really nice one downtown. And Simon's like, oh, I'm going to just get my laundry done because there was no, like that tour, we were driving so far every day and there was no time. And how much was the bill, Simon? Oh, man, it was like 
It's like three hundred and fifty bucks. Because <laughs> we we started that tour that on the expensive. east coast, and we were in a nice place in New York, and it was like ten dollars to get your laundry done. And I was like, mm. "Oh, that's incredible! It just comes, it shows up in your room the next day, all folded and everything." And yeah. so I was like, "Why have I never done this before?" And then in San Fran, I did it, and it was yeah, three hundred and something dollars. And they didn't even do two of the shirts because they had holes in them, and so oh. it was. It was brutal. I remember going down and I was like, is this to the, uh, like down at the foyer the next day being like, is this $34.50? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's 300 or whatever. Jesus. Like, at the end of a tour, I was like, oh God. Oh that's my like, God. Let's put, that's 500 AUDs as well, basically. That's, that's a, a lot of how cash. How dare they? It was rough. Yeah. What are they doing that for? That's they should say, extortion. When you hand that in, they should go, Look, before we accept this, just want to let you know it's going to be really expensive. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's like a home deposit to get your fucking laundry washed in this hotel. <laughs> I just got really didn't do two of them because they had holes in them. Like, I didn't yeah. even get the full <laughs> lot done. <laughs> but I, I think they washed your bag, I remember. Oh, the little laundry they, like, bag, yeah. You, oh, yeah, oh. Right. So they washed that, but not the shirt. That, that'll be 30 bucks. What? Yeah. You could have bought a whole new wardrobe. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. much how much that wardrobe mm. costs. Probably less, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And they they had yeah. they had a problem with the whole the, the shirt like what what if the hot the shirts with the holes in them weren't good enough for their washing machine. <laughs> They're like we don't want to damage them anymore or something, so we didn't oh. wash them. And I was like, oh man, it's a <laughs> it's like a shirt from ten years ago that yeah. looks like you know. Yeah. Who cares? Mm. Yeah. They'll well, get you sometimes. <laughs> that was like that scoop of ice cream I'll never forget oh, in, yeah. Ed- in Edinburgh. I, I ordered the pancakes. <laughs> I ordered we the had pancakes. like complimentary breakfast. Yeah, and I ordered the pancakes and I said, can I just get a, um, just a little bit of, do you have ice cream here? He went, yeah. I went, can I just get a little bit of ice cream for the pancakes? And he went, yeah, no bother. He comes back with this like teaspoon of ice cream. It was like the golf ball at this time. <laughs> and, um, and a bill for three pound. Oh. Whoa. What kind of yeah. ice cream was it? I was not happy. Well, not yeah, because that's $6 and we, you know. That's a lot of money. It was vanilla ice cream and it had the like the black specks. Truffle. You know, like Were v- they vanilla, vanilla bean <laughs> sort of, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It was like van- vanilla bean with the, you know, like the the vanilla ice cream with the little black specks through yeah. it. It was like a gourmet looking sort of ice cream. Three pounds mm. for a teaspoon. Well, because you were already quite upset that, um, that the ice cream was so small. So it was a little bit of an insult to injury. Yeah, it was tiny. Vanilla. It was like an ice cube. <laughs> yeah. In all That's fairness, though, like the breakfast was quite expensive there, but we just got it for free because it was like you got a free breakfast with the meal. When Are you the sure? Room. Are you sure it was free? That breakfast? I don't know uh, if it was. I don't know if the pancakes. And I were. feel like they charged a lot for the. Um, <laughs> and I feel like they charged a lot for the newspaper as well. It's like a yeah, fifty for you well, to read the newspaper. Yeah, they're like, "Do you guys want a newspaper in your room?" And we're like, "Yeah, sure." I just thought it was free, and they're like, "That'll be three pounds." And we're like, "No, thank you. <laughs> you can keep your stupid newspaper." Yeah, I'm never yeah. staying at the Matt Mason again. <laughs> oh dear. Now, speaking of hotels, mm. there's one hotel in Germany that I remember we stayed at and it was funny because recently we were talking to the guys from Hockey Dad about it mm. and they have also stayed there. And it's one of those hotels that's kind of on the highway. You never sort of really know that it's there unless you kind of someone booked it for you. You had to stay there. Um, but it has like a full indoor pool and spa. And I remember we were about halfway through a tour and we played a festival near there and it was 
kind of like the best thing you could ever imagine when you sort mm. of everyone's really tired and no one wants to drink any more beers and you just pull into this hotel that has like a sauna, a hot tub, mm. oh. an indoor pool. Mate. This is after that it night was, we all got stuck in Hamburg. I'm oh, pretty sure. That, okay, I was oh, thinking, yeah. yeah. And we That's were doing the right. festival the next day and it just happened to be near this really nice Yeah, and that was a long drive too. And a hectic yeah. night the night before. Hang on, so you guys that stayed been there at that bit. That's the that's the leg of the tour that we missed because you guys were playing that festival. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. Damn, we missed that hotel. Yeah, you missed that no, one but, nice hotel. Yeah. <laughs> no, but Jamie, we what? ended up getting a hotel with a spa and sauna as well that night. Remember? Oh, nice. in, in Amsterdam. In Amsterdam, so... What, it had a spa kind of, there? Did we go Yeah, there spa? was a rooftop spa and a rooftop sauna, remember? You and, oh, you and Rangi sitting in that little wooden spa thing. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I do, actually. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. That, had, that had evaded my memory. It wasn't the coolest spa. No. It, it looked big, like a bucket. It looked like a big mop bucket. Those, yeah, <laughs> a big mop bucket. Yeah. <laughs> and like where Smurfs or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. And then Rangi got a haircut in the foyer. Shout out yeah, to that's me. right. They were doing for it was a really bespoke hotel. They were doing haircuts in the in the foyer. What? <laughs> never like heard a of that. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Good times. Was it, it a good haircut or was it a bit of a free it haircut? Was. It was a jazzy haircut. No, it was good. It was jazzy. Yeah. You got like yeah. all the sides shaved and shit. Yeah, it's like a bit of a fun fun haircut. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get it while it's free. Yeah, exactly. Pretty amazing. No. Um, I miss touring. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, we got all these the tales end. now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do well, you, well, look, I'm going to put this to you. If you ever go back to Europe, which I'm sure you will, and you want to do another tour with East New South Wales, you know where to find us. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. In your castles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In Melbourne. That's where we'll be. Yeah. Waiting, Melbourne. waiting by the phone. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. When do when do you when do you think that we'll be allowed to go on tour again overseas? One year. I mean, we're yeah. One year, maybe a little longer. I honestly thought that we'd be looking at it at the end of this year, but mm. now I'm, it feels like, it feels so much better. Like the goalposts have just been pushed way mm. back. They have, yeah. What's your prediction? Yeah, maybe maybe end of twenty three. Mm. End of twenty twenty three. Yeah, twenty two. Twenty three. Twenty three, oh, maybe mid twenty three. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. I, who like knows? Like a year from now, mid twenty three. No, that's we're in twenty one, dude. Yeah, oh. so probably not next year. I don't reckon. <laughs> Shit, someone. unless something drastic changes. I don't know, but yeah, yeah, that's terrible news. <laughs> yeah, hopefully I'm wrong. I'm flabbergasted by that. Yeah. I'm flum speechless. Yeah, <laughs> um, I might go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not you, since not since Nostradamus predicted the twin towers have I felt so <laughs> devastated. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Yeah, we'll do all a right. few Aussie tours before that. That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. There's heaps of cities in Australia. You got your Sydney's, your Bendigo. Yeah, Melbourne's. Right. What you've got a tour coming up? Mm-hmm. What city are you excited about? Like, just what comes to mind? Give us one. Oh, uh. <laughs> I'll help you out if something comes to mind. If I was to tour, which I'm not, I reckon Adelaide would. I'd be excited gonna, about Adelaide's always. I was going to say mm. say Adelaide. We yes. went to Adelaide um, at Adelaide Adelaide Festival oh, earlier this year. Yeah, true. Um, and it was awesome to go back to Adelaide. Mm. And, yeah, 
That was when shows were just coming back and everyone was like, what the fuck? Everyone's just playing six shows in Adelaide. What's going on here? Yeah. Ours was uh, an outdoor amphitheater that was supposed to have, they were supposed to have the roof sort of top on the, this kind of tent thing. Yeah. But the, they ordered it all from overseas and apparently the roof didn't fit. So it ended up being open air, which Mm. was kind of a plus because the weather was really, really nice. Mm. Um, But it was, you could stand up in your seat but you couldn't move around. Yeah. So it was like seated, but you could stand up in your in your place. Okay. Mm. So it was a little bit strange, um, but I guess it was just, it was what it was, but it was really awesome because it was such a beautiful location down on the, mm. on the river there. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'd love, like, can't wait to get back to Adelaide. Mm. It's a great city. It is. It is. It's really Midnight nice. Spaghetti. I love Midnight Spaghetti. I love that place. Although I cucked myself and accidentally ordered the zucchini spaghetti. <laughs> you ordered the zoodles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, a, that was disappointing. I think yeah. I accidentally, didn't I? Uh, I don't know. I think you're like, I'll try the zoodles, but you didn't know that it would literally just be like soggy zucchini. Oh, exactly. I think that's yeah. what it was. I thought it was like, you know, noodles made of zucchini. I didn't realize it was just shredded zucchini. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're um, not noodles at all. No. Good to know. Someone someone tried yeah. that one out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah. It's a good joint. You, can't get, any, awesome. you can't get midnight spaghetti in Sydney, that's for sure. No. Can't get midnight well, anything in, in Sydney. In spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> uh, There's not many places you can get midnight spaghetti. Yeah. Maybe mm. in Melbourne, you definitely can. Mm. I know you can get midnight ramen in Melbourne. True. It's like spaghetti. <laughs> Well, yeah, those um, China Bar, is it China Bar in Melbourne? Those 24-hour yeah. Chinese restaurants are so mm. incredible. Mm. There's, uh, there's a lot in Melbourne, actually. Yeah, Ligon Street's pretty good for midnight spaghetti, I think. Mm. Yeah, we've done that. And like hookahs and milkshakes and shit. <laughs> mm. Milkshakes. Midnight yeah. milkshake. Yeah. How funny is, um, oh, yeah, you guys played on Hindley Street in Adelaide at that big like nightclub thing. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. That street is just full of like shisha bars now. It's just so funny. It's just like the yeah. whole street. It's huge, huge there. Yeah, yeah. It really the transformed. Shisha thing. Yeah, yeah. Has it's anyone ever tried bit. to? F- Sorry, what were you saying? Oh, I was. It was a pretty abrupt subject change. So if you want to, <laughs> if you want to get in with your, um, you got one more <laughs> shisha. <laughs> shisha, <laughs> shisha <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I was going to yeah. say yeah. it was pretty big in Briz for a while, <laughs> but I, I think we calmed down on it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Okay, here we go. That sounds about right. Yeah. Things sort of get popular in Brisbane and then Adelaide's next. So Perth will be <laughs> <laughs> a couple of years Damn. later. Sheeshes will be kicking off. Yeah. Scorched. <laughs> um, do you guys, have you, has anyone ever tried to fight you guys at your shows? Um, <laughs> like after the show? Like, No, I don't think so. Oh, one time. Any person? I, oh, yeah? Yeah, oh, I yeah. jumped over the stairs <laughs> drum kit and he got very upset about it. But I became mates with him at the end. I, him a beer and had a yarn with him. Mm. He was all right. <laughs> you jumped over his drum kit? Yeah, at the end of the show. What, so he w- was he in the support band? Yeah. And he wanted to fight you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> jumping over his drum kit? Yeah, yeah, he was a bit upset. Wow. But, but, um, Did you, you damage it? Or just you could have landed on the skin, man. You could have put a hole in the Tom skin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, but he cooled off. It was all right. Hole in the Tom skin. <laughs> You could have put a hole in the tom-tom. So wait, li- literally you just jumped over it. You didn't even jump into it or through it or anything. I did like a little flip roll over it. 
and like oh, you know, so knocked, you sort of pulled it. I knocked over. the symbols over, and oh, okay. uh, that was about it. Yeah, mm. you must like, have been trash his on kid or anything. GHB or something. Yeah. What were you doing? <laughs> um, and then I just because I didn't think it was that much of a deal or anything. And then uh, I remember just walking off stage, and all security came and got around me. I was like, "All right, mate, you got to get out of here." This bloke, yeah. this, he was a, a regular there. Is like, he is real mad. He's gonna fight you. And I was like, oh, <laughs> "All right, let, let me just chill out for a sec, and maybe he can chill out, and then I'll go buy him a beer." Mm, and then oh, I was talking nice. to him about drums for ages after it. He turned oh, out to cool. be pretty nice. Oh, oh, that's, that's nice. That's, that's a a good disrespectful, man. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah. It's a bit of a dick move on my behalf, though. Yeah, yeah so yeah. fair enough. Don't jump over the drum kit. <laughs> disrespectful. I get that oh. it's rock and roll, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rock and roll will get you into trouble. Let me tell you that. Mm. You ever get mm. those fans that, like, they, they come up and they're sort of like saying nice things but they've got really aggressive body language and they're like they're nice the nice things they're saying are sort of tinged with let's fight cunt <laughs> <laughs> I've seen I've seen Junies handle that a fair bit I remember oh, being yeah. at an after party with them and the way some guy approached Danny was I I don't understand the mentality but he's like I'm just gonna sack whack this guy so we're just standing around talking <laughs> and then this dude just walks up and sack whacks Danny <laughs> Oh my god! And I was like, "Hey, bro, sick show." Which oh. is like, why? What? What did What did Danny do? Such a dick, like fifteen-year-old kid move <laughs> to someone, especially someone you don't even know. Like, you don't do rough. that to people yeah. you don't know. I think Danny gave him a very uh, intimate embrace, <laughs> whispered a little something in his ear, probably like, "Don't ever do that again." <laughs> and then he was just. Yeah, I think he took pics with him or something. Yeah. Yeah, mm. oh, kicked him boss. out of the fan club. Nah, he was too nice. He was very nice about it. Yeah, he's <laughs> a nice guy. Do you guys get a lot of it? What I've had, a, I reckon, I feel like I've had a bit of it. Yeah, bit of I've it. seen you have mm. that. Yeah, just people come up, going like with their chest out, with their chest, just a bit like it's just such a strange energy. I can never put my finger. The on The shirts it. all like ripped. Yeah, and they're like the wearing wearing our merch. Like they're obviously into it. Yeah, and yeah, they're all sweaty and shit, but they're just like like maintain eye contact the whole time like yeah sick show man sick show yeah <laughs> yeah it was fucking that was awesome like when he's coming back it's like yeah and they're like oh, do you like it here do you like it in Wollongong oh yeah yeah probably probably pretty small for you though eh? like you're probably more of a big city kind of guy aren't you oh yeah I've seen that that was triggering yeah, yeah. <laughs> great show I loved it yeah <laughs> really yeah. <up> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, isn't Danny just like one of the smoothest guys in the world? He's pretty smooth. He's smooth mm-hmm. as. Mm. Yeah. I think it's funny. He's got just like that dude has the strongest hands. It's um, it's bizarrely like strong. <laughs> when you look is, at the guy, you wouldn't anticipate it, but he's so strong. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> I reckon wow. he looks strong. He's quite solid. <laughs> Yeah. But his hands, it's his hands that are strong. Yeah. He gives you the back we massage or something. Bass. It's oh, wow. crippling. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's really good. It's really like, good, yeah. He could just crush a kangaroo skull in his hand. Oh, like a cinder block, <laughs> that man. Yeah. <laughs> just some yeah. bizarre wow. Ripley's believe it or not facts. Yeah. <laughs> wow, there you go. Facts about Danny. Mm. Sick. Yeah, Lockie gives a good tour massage, doesn't he? I love Lockie's massages. Yeah, yeah it's pretty good. And and so so does Bunny. Bunny's quite good too. Oh, good Shout out, Bunny. 
Yeah, Bunny Man. Yeah, shout out to Bunny. Have you guys seen Speaking him recently? Of- yeah, when uh, we were in yeah. Sydney doing some recording, popped in. Yeah. Took some photos. Yeah. Man. Hung out. Because you guys, I mean, because so for anyone listening, Bunny is like your tour manager and just comes on every tour you do. Um, mm. Basically gone from seeing each other every day to not for a while. It's pretty full on when that happens, eh? Hey? Yeah. yeah. I think he kind of likes it though. Mm. <laughs> He's a bit of a solo lone yeah. wolf. And then, uh, yeah, comes a bit, bit of an all or nothing. Yeah. 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 I feel that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that too. It is actually strange. Like uh, Simon and I and Lachlan last year, we didn't actually see each other for 11 months, the three of us together. So I saw Simon a couple of times yeah. and then I saw Lachlan towards the end of the 11 months and then the three of us never were in, weren't in the room for like together for 11 months and it was just, yeah. It was like weird to have spent the last 12 years kind of living yeah. in each other's pockets. So true. To, to then not at all, but... um. I think I guess one thing is that because of the internet and the fact that we have like group chats, mm. if it actually doesn't like you get we got together and it was kind of like back to just not talking to each other, just yeah. in the same room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so funny. Oh, yeah, everyone's back to normal and just all right, yeah. Right. We don't need to talk. <laughs> yeah, back to your phones. What are we eating yeah. today? Yeah. <laughs> how did you? How did you two meet? Were you guys friends at school or something? We went to a different school, um, but we our two schools were kind of uh, like fr- all my friends at, like at, from my school and Simon's friends from his school. We were all kind of buddies because we all lived in similar areas. Right. Um, so, yeah, we used to just hang out, house parties on the weekend and everything like that. And, yeah, just moved to Brisbane around the same time. And Yeah, I think you got down here a year before me. Yeah. Oh, because yeah, we'll, you, you weren't, where were you before that? Bundaberg. that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. That's right, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then what, and then, you, so Shane, you moved to Brizzy first? Yeah. Straight out of school, pretty much. And, like. and, and what was your plan? What was your, why did you want to do that? Oh, I went to university. Okay, that's right. Did, did a degree yep. in, biz, in business, yep. which um, mm. I don't know if I've ever used, but hey, it was, it, oh, was, it was nice thing to go to now. I beg, beg to differ, man. Yeah, yeah. I beg to differ. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen you on the emails. I know yeah. exactly what you're doing in a tour yeah. bus. You're using that business degree every day. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. And then, yeah, finished, the, finished my degree. But um, And Simon and I were living together. And so we, we had sort of started just rehearsing together. And Simon was learning drums. And yeah, we ended up forming this band, which was just us, you know, just had a jam space in our house. And it just all went from there. Hang on, oh, yeah. so you were, you were living together, did you say? Mm. Oh, so, yeah. so Simon, when you were moving from Bundy to Brizzy, you hit up Shane and said... Oh, that's a while after. Like, I came down and we were doing uni, different unis and we'd just catch up at parties and stuff. And oh, then, yeah. Uh, yeah, eventually we ended up moving in a house together. And, yeah, we just had a sweet jam room. Fuck yeah. That was kind of it. We'd just come home every day from work and be like, how's your day? Yeah, it's pretty shit. And then we just go into the jam room and just crank up some amps and shit and try to yeah, not break That's all fun. the glasses because it used to rattle yeah. the kitchen next to it. Really? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. If there was glasses on the on the sink, they'd sort of like vibrate and move. And then you go into there and all, there'd be all this broken glass in the sink because the glasses <laughs> had moved their way down in, and landed in there. 
That's sick. Um, we had a very upset neighbour. Oh, yeah. Right. So uh, he was so upset. I bet. He, he hated so it. loud. Were you playing into the night? No. No. No, we were pretty respectful in that okay. way. Yeah. Yeah. And also, we originally had our, our sort of jam space set up in a in the shed, mm. yeah. which we then lined all the walls with like foam and, and cardboard and tried to somehow dampen the sound. It was really still really loud there. So then we moved into the house and there was a kind of a, because the house had an extension on it, there was this room, like it was once a bedroom that would have went out to a small balcony, but this was now it, like a bedroom that went out to the lounge room. It didn't have any windows. Right. So the only window went out to the lounge room. So we just used that space and we just put mattresses up and stuff. And I think that was a lot quieter. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, the neighbor, the neighbor, he hated us and he used to just storm into our house, like open the door because we had the doors unlocked, you know. And, um, yeah, he just come That's in. So busy. He had, yeah. At one point, he had a big stick. It's just whacking on the side of the shed. <laughs> <laughs> and he came in, and I remember he gave us a big revving. And our housemate Stevie yeah. at the time, she came in and was just like, "Hold on, is that you? I hear every morning." Like he was doing something like hammering or something up in his right. yard. Had <laughs> a bandsaw that he just start up at six a.m. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, she yeah. gave him a revving, and he went off with his towel between his legs, and then yeah, good oh, on Stevie. <laughs> Wow, I smashed that. Yeah. Yeah. That was a funny one. Uh, that was pretty good. But I do remember I, there's one thing that's always stuck in my head that is, he pointed at the drum kit and said, that's amplified. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. Like, as, and I was like, mate, you don't know. He doesn't know what he's talking anything. about. <laughs> that's amplified. Yeah. He, he just thought everything was amplified. Oh. <laughs> like the drum kit, everything. It's all amplified, mate. It's all got to <laughs> go. <laughs> it's very strange. Um. And then how long, like, while you guys were in that sort of zone writing music and shit, did you have desires at the time to, like, let's fucking get this shit going, play, play some shows and stuff? Like, did you have that sort of, like, vision for the band at the time or was it more just, like, curiosity at that point? Yeah, we were definitely keen because we just had that other band with Morris, our first drummer, and mm. then he left and then Shane and I were like, oh, well, let's just really try have a crack at doing some band stuff. Mm. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. But it was it was funny because I think we tried so hard in the band before this one, which was called Denzel, that um we we every time we'd send an email out about trying to get a support slot with some bands or, you know, getting on a festival or even just getting a show at a venue, we just got shut down completely every time or would never would never hear anything back. So we kind of got a little bit disheartened and when we sort of started DZ, we were like, let's just not worry about booking shows at all let's just play house parties and do stuff you know with our for our friends house parties and that all that and then the shows sort of ended up just coming to us and we ended up playing at the uni and then we played the zoo in brisbane um a couple of times and then that sort of once that started it sort of just kicked off from there so so did did it pick up then quite quickly once you began playing house parties and all that kind of stuff i think we played house parties for maybe like eight months to a year yeah yeah just building like some songs I think after yep. that, when we started getting the actual proper gigs, then we were like, all right, let's just really try. We kind of knew how to mm. play the game a bit then. Like we knew you got to talk to agents and managers and mm. not just hit up bands on MySpace and be like, hey, man, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I see you playing a show but tonight. What? Can we support? <laughs> yeah, tonight. <laughs> like, That's good. Yeah. I definitely did that too. <laughs> yeah, everyone's going to start yeah. there. But we learn how to messages. play the game a bit better, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Those early but, days are so funny. It's like, because you literally don't know anything about how anything works. And like, I will never forget the feeling of like being offered a gig, like one of the first ones. And you're just like, wow, someone offered us a gig. That's so crazy. Yeah. And then another one comes through and it's just, it's just so interesting how like the little wins along the way kind of grow from being so tiny, but feeling so big at the time. Well, it was really strange for us because we, we went from like, we, we, I think once we started playing some shows, we're like, all right, let's not just stay in Brisbane. I think because I was in a sort of indie band for a couple of years before Simon and I had sort of kicked this thing off and we only ever in that band, we only ever played Brisbane. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, I just, you know, I want to get out and play some different towns or like at least go down to the Gold Coast or do something, you know, outside of Brisbane. Um, so we decided that we'd go to Sydney and play some shows. Um, we played a place called Louis, which is in Marrickville. I think it's somewhere near the Marrickville Metro. It's gone now. It was an, a warehouse space. Mm. And we were playing with a bunch of sort of post-hardcore bands and everyone in that room left when we played. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was, wow. It was so brutal. Yeah. It was like the room was maybe like kind of full. It was like 40, 50 people mm. in there. Everyone left. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe maybe people don't, don't really like us here. And then we played at... I. I want to say it was a ball face stag, but I don't know. It was a venue somewhere along Parramatta Road. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, there was no one there either. And we're like, oh, well, it was cool. We got to go to Sydney and we got to you know, get out of Brisbane. Um, Were you being played on, then, on radio, like com- uh, community radio or anything at that point? No, I don't think uh, so. No. don't think so. I think we had a, I think one of our songs ended up getting played on Triple J at one point. Okay. Which was super weird because our first EP is just demos that we did. Right. And then we got um, kind of got them mixed properly, um, but they're still, they're so rough. Yeah. And um, yeah, I was like, oh, what's this? I heard this song on the radio. I was like, what's this? It sounds like the, it sounds like new death from above or something. And it was us. <laughs> I didn't even realize, I was like, why are we on the radio? <laughs> um, but yeah, that was, it was, it was interesting. Cause we kind of like, we were just, I don't know. We just wanted to get out of Brisbane mm. as soon as possible. So when we got the opportunity, we just take it. Um, mm. And fortunately enough, we got offered a national tour only we only been a band for like a year and a half and we got the crystal castles tour. Oh. Mm. So we were doing like, you know, playing shows in Sydney to no one to then going to the Metro, like sold out Metro yeah, and opening. And we were the only opener. And so the room was like properly busy and stuff. So it was a huge step up for us. Um, but then from there, you know, we got a booking agent and then it was like, then, and it was the, the slow climb of just doing shows every weekend. Um, so we were always heading down to Melbourne or Sydney and just every weekend we were either in Melbourne or Sydney or Brisbane mm. just doing shows. Mm. Um, we just kept doing that for maybe like two and a half years, mm. playing, playing to no one pretty much. And then all of a sudden Brisbane was always pretty good because like, we had a pretty solid fan base because we were from there. Um, Sydney was tough. Uh, it started getting okay for a while. There was a couple of cool festivals that happened. And then Melbourne was always the hardest. And then one day we just, we had a show booked at the Tote for an EP launch, our second EP, I think. And it just, it was crazy. Mm. (laughs) Just all of a sudden it was just like this loose show. They oversold it. It was, yeah, 280 people or something crammed into the Tote. 
it was so hot and loose and it was like, oh, wow, it was like the turning point mm, for the band. Wow. Yeah. How good. Yeah, that was cool. Mm. It was a cool moment. Yeah. I think it, we yeah. kind of realized that one at the same time. You're like, oh, shit, we're a real band. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And then yeah. I think the PA blew or something like that, the crossover overheated and... Yeah. But no wow. one cared, so everyone just kept mushing and people kept crowd serving. They're like, all right, cool. That's sick. There's a long amazing period where it was tough in, in Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, especially considering that, like how much goes, how much you put in up until that moment. And that mm. moment's still just like, you're still at the bottom of the top, right? Like oh, you yeah. still yeah. got <laughs> so long to go. But it's such an, um, a cool realisation to have gone through all of that to get to that point, you know? I, I mm. remember having that same feeling of thinking, oh, wow, this is a thing now. And it might have, Todd, been for a, for us either at the zoo at that mountain goat oh, festival. Yeah. That was yeah. like one of the first sort of like fully psycho kind of had show. had a mosh, yeah. And, or the Lansdowne on our, on our um, first album tour. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Which was the sold out first first show we ever sold out. Yeah, yeah. That's sick. And such an exciting feeling. Yeah, and like yeah, when you first see, well, I remember first like kind of mosh we had was downstairs at the Chippendale, and this is after like five or six years of playing to like no yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, and then um, I was at that show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that was one of the moments for me, and then because I, I was like, oh. Like these five people in the front know the words to meat hook or something like that. And it was just like really strange to me. Yeah. yeah. That that is a fun moment, like when people start singing it back to you. Yeah. Like, Whoa. These people know the song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're not just waiting for the next band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're not just standing there yawning. Yeah. Like like yeah. my manager from Mossy. My old manager. Really? <laughs> it's rough. Yeah. yeah. I've brought it up on pod about 10 times, but yeah, <laughs> just, just used to yawn in the crowd. <laughs> Fired. <laughs> Fired. <laughs> yeah. Yawn. It's not a good um, look. I, I do remember doing a lot of those support sort of slots back in the day and um, Melbourne was re- always really tough and we, we opened for this um, our friend's band, Aiha Hiroshima. Mm-hmm. And... When we were playing, I was like, there is not one single person in this room when we're, we're like, and then we finished the song and I heard clapping and I was like, wait, where are they? And there was a, like a semicircle of light on the floor, oh, yeah. which I could, and then they were all hidden in the dark behind that semicircle, just clapping. And I was like, it's, yeah, no one wanted to come forward. Yeah. So the trick was Simon would go by two, three jugs of beer or something and put it down the front of the stage. Oh, I remember that. And be like, free beer at the front. It's so if good. you come down to the front. Dude, and, um, I remember that. It, it worked. Yeah. I remember you putting yeah. bottles of like tequila and shit down there, didn't you, with spirits and yeah. shit as well? Yeah, whatever yeah. we could yeah. get. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good trick, man. I recommend it. <laughs> it's a good trick. That's mad. That's a sick trick. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... That's such a good trick. Isn't it frustrating in those early days? I remember uh, um, my old band, Rapids, played a show at um, in Brisbane at the place that Jesse used to own. What was that called? Uh, like a Lumber, a Lumber Lounge? Lounge? A, a Lumber Lounge, yeah. 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 And um, we played there with, it might have been Bleeding Knees Club and um, Drunk Mums. Yeah. And like we, we played first and like, yeah, it was, and we were not a band that you would mosh to at mm. all, not even close to. <laughs> but like, we played first, and everyone was just standing at the back, like, 
checking mm. their phones. And then we watched um, Drunk Mums and Bleeding Knees Club and everyone was just fucking going psycho. And I remember just scratching my head being like, how do you make people do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how do you do that? Yeah. yeah. Free tequila. That's there it. There you go. <laughs> Free yeah. <booze>. Yeah. <laughs> That's the trick. Yeah, I remember we did a gig like in Melbourne once. Uh, we, it was very last minute. We got put on to support, to open up for Ratatat at the corner. Oh, yeah. And we're like, sick. oh, it's going to cost us heaps to go down there at last minute mm. and pay for the flights and stuff. We go down there, the show's sold out. We're like, hell yeah, this is going to be sick. And then nobody went into the room for the opening for yeah. us. It's like yeah. three people. <laughs> and we were like, oh, I think, God. I think that was on Good Friday too. And... uh Brisbane had a heap of roadworks getting done and this taxi driver's like, I know a way around the roadworks. We're like, dude, we're running late already. Can you not? And he got stuck and we missed our flight. Oh, good yeah, it was. So we had to pay for new flights. So oh, good maybe they well. were like, it was like 350 bucks each to get down there. Then we had to add another three. So we're like, okay, now we're 1400 in the hole <laughs> and we get there to play the show. And there was like, yeah, three people in the corner hotel. For a so- and then it was sold out and then Ratatat came on and it was completely packed. I mean, yeah. we, it was cool for us because we, we loved Ratatat. We were just like, mm. just, just to be there to support them and stuff. Yeah. hundred percent. It all, it all, all that stuff is like, is uh, career building anyway, isn't it? Mm. Like, well, whether there's mm. anyone there or not. So. That was it. Luckily there's one of the people of like the five there was uh, Richard Muffet who like books a bunch of festivals and was into there you it. Go. So like it turned out pretty good at, at in the end, but uh, yeah. that night we were just like, oh God, this is the most expensive ride attack gig we've ever bought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I reckon that's why people who are too much minds on the money as well. Um, to me, that's not the way I would run things. Like mm. if, if, you know, some people or some managers might say, don't, you're going to spend 1400 bucks. I guarantee there's going to be no one there. It's not worth your time. And mm. it's like, mm. no, there is a, it is worth our time, mm. you know, for that reason that you just said, Simon. Yeah, there's always the, the, the chance that it's going to pay off. Exactly. But, you got to gamble a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, we always roll the dice on, on, yeah. on probably yeah. financial yeah. things we shouldn't have, but yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. the fun, man. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, yeah. true. Well, you're not in it for the money either. No. Like. You know, that's not why you start playing mm. in bands anyway. So it's like, we're not going to start making decisions based purely on money when you when this is the thing that you love doing. And Yeah, you know. that's right. Yeah. And, and yeah. sometimes it's those things that you say yes to that you probably shouldn't end up being the funnest mm. yeah. moments as well and you're like the most memorable. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, we, we've done so many tours overseas which you never make money from but yeah. I would never take any of that back because we just we've had such a great time we've got to see yeah. so many different places meet so many different people mm. um, and yeah it just means that you know I would look back on this career and go there's not really anything I would have changed it was just mm. you know we did it sort of and we just had fun with it and yeah not that I'm, I'm sounding like, like we're ending but yeah. <laughs> it was a good run and you know <laughs> it was a good run yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that's definitely something that I really enjoyed about being on tour with you guys is that you definitely, it seemed to me that you definitely enjoyed every aspect of touring, which the joy of living, you really joy have. The joy of living, you really have. And yeah. that was really nice. You know, like we'd go out, we'd be in like, well, Amsterdam or whatever. And you'd like take us to like the spa that you go to like every time you're in Amsterdam. And it's just like a really nice part of the joy of 
the um, occasion, like the show, you know, is that part where you get to do either go to your regular in a whole, like on the other side of the world or just do something new that night. So cool. Yeah. I think yeah, you just, definitely got to try to do that as much as possible on tour. Because mm. uh, when you hear about stories when bands go on tour with other bands and they don't even talk to, you know, and then mm. they just, you do the show, you go to the hotel, you get up, you go do the same thing the next day. That would be hell, mm. you know? So mm. yeah. you've got to make, mm. it's got to be fun. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. The, sure. why are you doing it? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. And I think some of the, f- the best moments we have are that when we have, like I say, a day off and everyone gets into a town that you haven't been to before, and you spend some time just walking around the city and mm. like mm. it is such a nice thing to do. I think we had a couple of days on the last tour in Madrid um, mm. and I had been to Madrid once before for a couple of days on um, a holiday, uh, but it was pretty quick. Um, so we, so we, I knew a couple of things, but then, yeah, we just walked around and ate food at all these different places and, you know, had a glass of wine here, glass. Of, it was just like such a nice thing to do. Um, yeah. And I really feel like we, we sort of immersed ourselves in the city a little bit for the, mm. two days. Mm. Um, yeah. It was, one, yeah. And I love doing that. Mm. One really memorable moment from our tour with you guys in Paris was that after uh, that day we went up to, the, I can't remember what the, the area Mont-Mart. is called. Mont-Mart. Yeah, Montmartre. And we had, we had like a spaghetti Oh, or yeah. a pasta dinner, and there was a couple having their first Tinder date right next to us. If anyone remembers that, <laughs> oh, very romantic. I think I, I remember it. Um, I, I remember walking around there and everyone getting hangry because we couldn't find a spot for ages. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was just so beautiful and picturesque, though. Yeah, it is beautiful up there. Yeah, I remember the dinner being really expensive, and mm. I remember the couple on the Tinder date. The guy goes, "All right, what is your favorite place in the world to get smashed at?" <laughs> and she was like, um, "That's so good, yeah. <laughs> no, sweetie." <laughs> but, yeah. That's funny as I remember everyone being hangry, and maybe it was just me that was hangry, and then Shane, you being the only one that ordered an entree, and everyone having to wait for their lunch. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah, uh, I've done that a couple of times. Unfortunately, we. Um, I think we were really hungover and Burke Reed was on tour with us um, because he was in Europe for some reason. He, we were, I think we were in Italy. We were somewhere. And anyway, we went to an Italian restaurant and I was like, I'm not that hungry. So I just ordered pasta, but it was entree, entree mm. sized pasta. Mm. So the other guys who had ordered a full main course meal had to wait until <laughs> I had my entree. Until they were served their but their main course. That's so good. And uh yeah, he was he was very hangry. Very <laughs> hangry man. Fuck. Furious. <laughs> oh my god. Beautiful. All right, well look, guys, we'll let you go. It's been an awesome chat. Yeah. Really Thanks appreciate you us. coming on. Yes. Thanks Congratulations for on the album drop yeah. yesterday. Um, Positive Rising Part 2 is out now, so you can stream it everywhere where you stream music. I'm sure you can also purchase vinyl. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Vinyl is out there. and I believe there's a CD even if someone's so inclined to uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 compact disc. Yeah. There's compact discs. You can find those. Um, anything else you want to plug? Uh, you got a tour no. coming up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We should plug that <laughs> in September. <laughs> yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Sick. 
nice. Details for the tour are at where? EasyDeathRace.com. <laughs> there you go. Sick. And Instagram. Mm-hmm. All right. EasyDeathRace. And uh, shout mm. outs, Lockie. Thanks for teeing this up, mate. Um, yeah, we'll get you so back lucky. on soon. And um, shout outs, Bunny, too. Shout out, Bunny, man. Shout right, out fellas. to all the crew. Shout out to have, all the crew. Have a great afternoon. Oh, Thanks yeah. again. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. See ya. Cheers. Bye. bye.